The idea with a goal-oriented roadmap or an outcome-based roadmap would be that we first and foremost focus on the goals, so on the benefits that we want to achieve. And then based on the benefits, we can discuss which features are necessary, but these features are always then tied to benefits. Welcome to the Azure Working Model Podcast. My name is Roman, and I'm looking forward to host you in today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of the Agile Working Model Podcast. My name is Roman Peske, and I have a very, very special guest today here. It's Roman Pichler. Roman, heartily welcome to my podcast today. Thank you, Roman. It's <laughs> nice, to be, nice to be on the show and nice to be on the podcast. It's, it's very interesting. Two Romans in one show. Um, let's see how it goes. Um, yeah, actually... Um, we want to talk a bit today about roadmaps, but before we do that, um, give me the possibility to introduce you. I was doing some research. I don't know if it's totally correct. And afterwards, I would like to give you the possibility to yeah, correct or add your um, personal points on your introduction. So what I figured out is, and that's pretty obvious, that you're an expert in product management over several years already. Um, you once studied linguistics. That's pretty interesting. I know a lot of product managers who studied linguistics. Um, you have over 20 years experience right now after you worked also as a developer by yourself. You wrote three books, invented for me a very useful tool, the product vision board. It's daily used uh, by my side. Um, you're currently living in the UK, but you are German. You're happily married and have Uh, you're having three children. And what I saw is that you play the saxophone and love riding your bike. Is that kind of fitting what I said here? Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much correct. Yes, yeah. That's that's very great. Honestly, um, I don't have many role models, but I was like always looking a bit what you're doing there. And for me, it's really impressive. And it's, yeah, it's pretty impressive for me to have you today in my show. So thank you very much for taking the time and um, giving your knowledge and sharing your knowledge here. Uh, it's um, very nice of you to say. It's a, it's a pleasure, pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. How did it come that you studied linguistics? Just one short question on that, because it's pretty interesting. Is that a pattern that product managers study linguistics? I don't know. It's certainly been helpful for me um, in the sense that, so I studied, <laughs> I studied theoretical linguistics and uh, <laughs> theoretical linguistics is all about, at least when I studied it way back, um, yeah. it was all about using and developing models in order to describe natural language. Natural language is pretty complex, um, seems to be forever changing. And certainly <laughs> learning to develop models and use models to describe non-trivial stuff, <laughs> things, uh, certainly has helped me in my product management work. And for me, it was something that I kind of fell into, much like product management. Um, I was studying uh, um, German and, and history. Uh, German language and history, and yeah, it was sort of all right, but I, I got a little bit bored by it, and I thought, you know, what fascinated, fascinated me most was um, the linguistics part, so I, I chose that and then combined it with, comp uh, with computer science and was, was fairly happy, really, with that combination. Sounds like a very useful combination for a product manager who needs to talk and argue a lot, obviously. Hmm. That's that's one of the key 
patterns I always see. Very interesting. Thank you very much. Um, maybe to not extend that introduction too much, do you have like three hashtags if you would describe yourself? Um, what would they be? Three hashtags? Oh, so how do I look at myself as a person? Exactly. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I'm somebody who's uh, quite good at um, seeing the big picture without losing sight of the details. And I think mm -hmm. I've developed a skill over the years to describe uh, things in hopefully an accessible, fairly um, concise manner. But I'm somebody also who can be very impatient and I can put myself a lot under pressure. And I tend to say to people, oh, you know, product management is all about learning. It's all about growth. It's all about experimentation. It's all about trying things out. It's all about innovation, ultimately. I mean, you know, I mean, we spend so much time um, trying to make our products successful and keep them mm -hmm. successful and growing. But I feel really most of what we do as product people is is really about, yeah, it's, it's about learning and innovation. And so failure is part and parcel of that. But uh, I'm not necessarily good uh, when it comes <laughs> to myself to to accept failure and see failure as part of my work. I get quite can get I can get quite frustrated. So I <laughs> very self-critic here. Nice to hear that. <laughs> it's not easy, right? A failure is like yeah, yeah. We have to learn it on everyday basis. Mm. Thank you very much, Roman. I think we have quite a good picture of you. And um, if you don't know Roman Pichler yet, visit his website. It's RomanPichler.com. There is a lot of information regarding that. Let's jump into today's topic. And we have that headline, how to successfully manage product roadmaps in a dynamic world. And dynamic, that would be my keyword in that part. What do you connect with the term dynamic, Roman? Changing. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe agile and, and, and complex in the sense that, well, there is innovation, there is change, there's uncertainty, there's risk. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, when you look at models like the Kinefin framework, you know, that sort of environment will be characterized as, as complex. Mm -hmm. And that's then also an environment um, for which traditional uh, agile methods like Scrum are, are well suited, well suited mm -hmm. to deal with uh, com complexity. And, and I think Scrum even says it wants to be a framework that facilitates the development of complex products. Mm -hmm. Coming a bit to that part of roadmaps, you know, for me, often roadmaps are kind of misused in that way, that mm -hmm. they're like a long-term plan and mm -hmm. not really agile or dynamic as well. For me, it should be a dynamic tool and mm -hmm. might be a bit of provocative question right now, but do you think a roadmap even makes sense if the world is really that dynamic, that VUCA, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a perfectly... Uh perfectly legitimate question I and mean, it's a very very sensible question in fact um, and I think if there's so much change and uncertainty that we can't see any further than say the next three months or so there is no point in trying to create a longer term plan and enhance a roadmap so if 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 all you can do for instance is is you know you say you're, you're, you're building a new product and you know you can't really see beyond the MVP the initial mm -hmm. um, release then I'd say, well, set yourself a specific goal for that MVP. What is the benefit that you'd like to create with the initial offering? Um, what are the what's what are the targets or what are the success criteria for for that offering? 
um, and then see how it goes for you. But if you can look a little bit further, then I find it helpful to try and develop an outlook for the next six, nine, 12 months, simply to offer a continuity of purpose. I um, describe how the product might evolve and describe the journey I'd like to take the product on. I think that can help bring some, some clarity and some understanding to the stakeholders and the development team and um, and can facilitate stakeholder decisions and can facilitate technical decisions you know, rather than just purely being focused on the next, say, three months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as you said, you know, I think it's really accepting that uh, being being a becoming aware of the environment we're in, the context we're in, and, and accepting if if it is highly volatile that maybe we can't work with a product roadmap. Or maybe not with just a fixed product roadmap as everybody thinks right now. Because I often, and maybe you have the same feeling, and that would be a bit my next question. I often see that people are really thinking in terms of fixed product roadmaps, you know, like it's the release plan and it's coming and that's the next step and that's the next step. But for me, it's kind of rather strategic instrument to see where do I develop, what's the journey I'm going. Um, Do you have any good example like for a product roadmap approach? Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe maybe before I uh, share my my favorite way to organize a product roadmap, yeah. um, I find there's an interesting correlation between uncertainty, change, and the age of a product, the product life cycle. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. typically, brand new products and young products tend to um, um, uh, be um, attract much more change uh, compared to more established ones. Once a product is growing steadily, but particularly once a product has reached the maturity phase and you tend to then focus more on incremental enhancements and bug fixes and then you have much more stability and then the need to uh, work with a product roadmap that can deal with a certain amount of change and is, is very adaptable is is less but but again as long as it's a young product or a product that's growing rapidly you know using uh, what i would call a, a goal-oriented roadmap uh, mm-hmm. is something that I'd, i'd suggest And so, so what I understand, sorry for interrupting, but you would say that product roadmap, the type of a product roadmap also um, changes with the life cycle of the product itself. Yeah, it can change. It can change. I mean, certainly I'd, I'd suggest the roadmapping approach should change. I mean, generally, I mean, I look at the product roadmap as a strategic plan, as a strategic product plan. And I like to think of the product roadmap as a plan that complements in details an overarching product strategy. So I don't want to make things more complicated than they are and kind of extend <laughs> our topic. But I mean, one way to look at product roadmap is to say a product roadmap connects the um, product strategy with uh, the product details, the product backlog. Mm-hmm. And so then product strategy for me would describe the value proposition, the problem that the product should solve or the benefit it should create. It would describe the users and customers who are the beneficiaries of the product. It would describe the three to five standout features, the things that make the product special or maybe even unique and mm-hmm. entice people to use it or buy it and choose it uh, over competing offerings. And finally, the business goals, the benefits that the product should offer or create for the company developing and, and providing the product. And so I like to first start out with this high-level strategy and make sure that it's valid or it's been validated so that I've nailed the target group, I've nailed the value proposition and so forth, and then use that um, in order to derive an actionable product roadmap that then mm-hmm. essentially breaks the user benefit and the business benefits into sub-benefits uh, or goals, sub-goals. Mm-hmm. So you can think of goals on a product roadmap as as benefits or outcomes. Um, mm-hmm. And 
you know, other people like to talk about outcome-based product roadmaps or benefit-based roadmaps or themed product roadmaps. I prefer the term goal-oriented roadmaps. But I mean, mm -hmm. that pretty much they pretty much mean the same thing. I mean, I'd say you can largely use them interchangeably. Um, I often, I often experience. Sorry for that. Um, that people tend to put just feature on feature on feature on a product roadmap. You know what I mean? Instead of putting an outcome-driven goal uh, yeah. on the roadmap, and then actually missing the idea. I don't know. What's your position regarding that? Yeah, you're right. I've I've seen that quite a few times too, and I think it's a more traditional way to. Um, mm -hmm build product roadmaps that we put features um, um, at the center. But the idea with a goal-oriented roadmap or an outcome-based roadmap would be that we first and foremost focus on the goals, so on the benefits that we want to achieve. And then based on the benefits, we can discuss which features are necessary. But these features are always then tied to benefits. Yeah. Right? And if a feature um, doesn't really help us achieve a specific goal on the product roadmap or a specific outcome or benefit, then it shouldn't be included. It shouldn't get included mm -hmm. on the product roadmap. It shouldn't be there. And when, I say, when I say goals, I mean things like, um, say, acquiring users or um, um, acquiring more users, new users, more users, or generating revenue or increasing engagement or removing technical debt to future-proof the product, reducing costs. Those would all be... Uh, sample goals that you might want to use on a on a product roadmap, mm -hmm. um, but again, you know, I find it helpful to have an overarching product strategy and establish that first, mm -hmm. so I can then mm -hmm. wisely choose which goals mm -hmm. and which outcomes benefits should I pull on the product roadmap. And in that sense, um, as I said earlier, the product roadmap com complements a higher level strategy and and supports it and details it. Thank you very much on that. Um, before we go a bit more into the details of examples, maybe, and your approach, how you would set a roadmap up, um, I always do kind of a short game with my um, podcast um, interviews here. Um, I will tell you five words, and you just get your first immediate reaction after that with one word. Um, and yeah, I prepared five words um, that I think are in your context. So I'm curious what your first reaction to each of those is. Is that fine for you, Roman? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Perfect. The first word would be product vision. So that'd be, uh, I guess, big, hairy, audacious goal or inspiring right. <laughs> goal for me. Cool. Uh, life cycle. Life cycle growth, growth, growth and development. Startups. Um, opportunity. Mm -hmm. The product owner. Empowerment. Wow. And the last one, success. Um, product strategy. Okay. <laughs> so okay. my next question, what I'm having was, what makes a product roadmap successful? You probably would say a good product strategy, right? Um, I do think so. I think a common, for me, um, root cause of yeah. roadmapping issues is the lack of an overarching validated product strategy. So I really, I really recommend to people to figure out the strategy first. And this is like, I don't know, I'm looking out of the window and it's snowing here in the UK in Buckinghamshire where I live. Um, and, you know, it's a good time maybe to think about summer holidays. And I know this year we're still affected by COVID and things are uncertain. But, you know, if 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 my family and I decided to head to southern France for summer holiday, we're not. Um, <laughs> 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 Just imagine, just imagine. Maybe it would be nice though. <laughs> and we're past COVID and everything. So we can actually plan a, a summer holiday abroad. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
then there's no point, I think, for me now to get out a paper-based roadmap if I can still find one in our house or, you know, go online mm -hmm. and use like Google Maps, App Maps or another mapping product and think about, oh, sh should we book the ferry or the shuttle to get to France? And should we drive via Paris or Lyon? And should I book a hotel to break up the journey? And which hotel should I go for? Before I haven't really validated that actually a road trip, trip and driving to southern France is the right strategy. That it wouldn't be better to take the train. That it wouldn't be better to take other um, uh, means of transportation to mm -hmm. to get there. So mm -hmm. you know, first that's the thing I need to figure out, and then it's worthwhile planning out the journey and yeah, essentially you know, creating a product roadmap. But I think. And that's just my experience. For a lot of teams, it's way easier to just set up a roadmap than really getting into the core and thinking about the product strategy itself. It's often a really hard topic that what I'm just experienced because you really need to dig into that and you have to have also a vision, a goal where you want to go to. Um, maybe you can give us like some tips if you want to start with that product strategy, which is obviously a really critical point before you start with a roadmap. How would you start with that? Yeah, uh, great question. So I'd really start by asking myself, why does the product exist in the sense of um, what is the benefit that it should offer or the um, the problem it should solve? And so I like to work with an example of a healthy eating product. And so, you know, the vision of that product, the purpose, the big, hairy, audacious goal might be to help people eat more healthily or healthy eating. And so then a specific benefit might be to help uh, middle-aged men like myself reduce the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. So you know, finding a reason for people to use that product and being able to articulate it so specifically that ultimately I can find out if that reason really exists and if it's a strong enough reason for people and for enough people so that it's worthwhile building that product, developing that product. And then you know, focusing on the target group. Is it really middle-aged men and middle-aged men in which region, for instance? Mm -hmm. um, and then thinking about some standout features. Maybe for a healthy eating product, that could be something like um, super easy integration with smart scales and smartwatches or some yeah. um, the ability to learn about user behavior and make um, specific tailored recommendations. And I'd, I'd then have to think about business goals. And for my business, that would help my company diversify. It would open up a new revenue stream. It would maybe uh, develop the brand, help develop the brand. So those could be business benefits. But then I need to make sure that these um, assumptions, essentially, or these statements that I've made, that they are likely to, to come true, that they're likely to be correct, that they're likely to be valid. And so I need to do some mm -hmm. form of investigation or some form of validation and maybe talk to prospective users or observe them, um, do some competitor research and analysis and so forth. Um, and once I'm confident that I've nailed um, my product strategy, I mm -hmm. can then take the next step and say, okay, what would be a good first step towards reaching the user goals and the business goals? And you know that would give me a candidate for a goal to put on the product roadmap. And then I could ask myself, what is a second step? What is a third step? What is a fourth step? And that way, I, I, I sort of systematically derive sub-goals from my validated, overarching, hopefully effective product strategy. What and would you say, how, mm -hmm. how, how long is the horizon for product strategy? like in years or what, what's your feeling? So I think the longest a product strategy can last for is the life cycle stage or the, the stage mm -hmm. of one stage of the product life cycle. So <laughs> <laughs> <No worries. laughs> if, I, if I was to build a brand new healthy eating product, 
uh, I would um, create a product strategy that helps me launch an MVP. Mm -hmm. right, and essentially address the early market and get my product into the hands of innovators and then maybe early adopters. And then once my product is out and I can see what is the general market response, I would then think about, okay, how do I have to change the product strategy in order to be able to achieve product market fit and get into the growth stage? Mm -hmm. um, and so at least once per lifecycle stage, um, do I have to review and adjust the product strategy? Um, but also here, the roadmap. But also here we have that agile approach of you know seeing what comes up. If we Absolutely. are in the next phase, we need to readjust and look Absolutely. what is the direction. Okay, that, that helps a lot. Thank yeah. you very much. I mean, so so generally, I mean, you talked about this uh, earlier, Roman, um, saying mm -hmm. the mistake that companies sometimes make of thinking uh, of a product roadmap as a fixed plan. Exactly. I think certainly as long as a product is young or as long as there's you know, a certain amount of change and innovation, my recommendation is at least once per quarter to review this product strategy mm -hmm. and the product mm -hmm. roadmap. Um, it's just to make sure that you don't overlook any opportunities and threats and, mm -hmm. you know, that we're being proactive. I mean, the whole point of a product strategy and a product roadmap is to enable us as product people to make wise product decisions and maximize yeah. chances that our product becomes successful or stays successful yeah. so you know you really want to be proactive we want to don't want to be um surprised and you know we want to avoid crises and emergency type situations and again that should be the very motivation for working with a product strategy and a product roadmap so we need to keep those plans updated and especially on that, you wrote two books, right? A strategize and how to lead in product management. That mm. were the last two books that um, I will also show them right now here in the in the chat and the video um, that are describing that part of setting up the right product strategy even more. So who's interested? Get these books. It's it's very, um, yeah, very good content. Do you want to add something here for these two books, Roman? Yeah, no, thank you for um, you know referring to them. So Strategize offers practices to come up with mm -hmm. uh, an effective product strategy and then derive a product roadmap from it. Um, my last book, How to Lead in Product Management, is then focused a little bit more uh, on leadership skills, particularly around aligning, managing, um, leading the stakeholders and guiding development teams. And it covers things like goal setting practices and working with uh, goals at different levels and collaborative decision making, for instance. Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, of a collaborative approach when it comes to mm. product strategy and product roadmaps. I think it's great to have um, a good actionable product roadmap. But if that's my product roadmap as the person in charge of the product and uh, the, the stakeholders and development team members look at this and think like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Then What's that? You know, I wonder is it is it, is is it worth much, right? Is it yeah. is it going to yeah. be helpful? And of course, I can yeah. then explain and I can try and convince and I could possibly attempt to persuade people. But I think often it's it's better to invite people um, to participate in the decision making process and listen to their perspectives, listen to their ideas and concerns, mm -hmm. um, without making the mistake of wanting to please them and taking on board every single idea or su suggestion. And by involving them in the decision-making process and essentially coming up with a product strategy and product roadmap together and reviewing those plans together, I, I'm able to leverage their, their expertise and knowledge. I'm able to create a shared understanding and I maximize the chances that they support those uh, those plans and, and use them and put them in practice because, you know, otherwise, yeah, they are literally exactly. useless. And at, at the end, 
we are all in charge for making the product happen, right? So it, it's not um, a single man show. And actually you just answered my next question I wanted to ask you, um, who should build the product roadmap? And you just said it's it's a teamwork kind of, right? But I think so, yeah. Yeah, one in particular question, you, you even mentioned the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. um, what role do they play in here? Because, mm -hmm. you know, product roadmap is kind of business driven strategic plan on the one hand, but on the other hand, we have user needs as well, right? And maybe you can describe a bit the role of the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. So I like to, um, okay, before I describe my preferred approach, let me maybe quickly point out two common, um, mm -hmm. uh, maybe issues I see when it comes to stakeholder mm -hmm. management in a product context. One is <laughs> um, to sort of act as a kind of feature broker and stakeholder pleaser and see the stakeholders mm. as you know the people who essentially run the show and tell me what I should do with my product and I'll just try and do what what I can <laughs> to take on board what they tell me and you know if not then I'll try and broker a compromise between them right so yeah. I think that's usually not very helpful and the the other extreme is not usually not very helpful either certainly not on an extended for an extended period of time which is like you know keeping them at arm's length and saying like oh you pesky stakeholder go away <laughs> not no, you no, no 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 i don't want I that yeah. right <laughs> my product yeah. i'm the product manager i'm the product owner and so i think exactly. it's often the a good approach is somewhere in the middle and avoids those two extremes and for me that means um determining the right stakeholders so mm -hmm. you know what i would refer to as key stakeholders people who are required in order to be able to offer the product so for a commercial revenue generating product that'd be somebody from say marketing sales mm -hmm. support maybe finance maybe operations um and i would try and um work with those individuals from as early as possible and trying to um, form a stable group, a, a stable mm -hmm. group of key stakeholders. So we get to know each other and we, we, we learn to trust each other and we learn to collaborate. That'll make um, road mapping decisions so much easier further down the line. So my, my recommendation tends to be involve stakeholders early and frequently and um, mm -hmm. You know, avoid the mistake, as I said earlier, to um, please them or allow the hippo, the highest paid person's opinion, yeah. to to dominate. Yeah. Um, and I think that requires an element of leadership and courage. It can also be very beneficial to have a scrum master, agile coach, or qualified mm -hmm. facilitator present who establishes ground rules and reminds people, maybe to be quiet. People who like to talk a lot, like me, and give other people the opportunity to um, say something. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think stakeholders are really valuable. They're really valuable mm -hmm. in terms of offering expertise. Often as the person in charge of the product, we don't have all the knowledge to, to make um, always the right decision. So we rely on other people's expertise, but also in terms of the support. Um, I think if we don't get the support from the stakeholders as we lack transactional power, we can't tell people what to do. Um, you know, it'll be very hard. It'll be very difficult to progress our product and, and really Agreed. make it keep it successful. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think it's it's really helpful trying to to have a establish a good healthy relationship with the stakeholders and invest essentially in in, in relationship building here. But it's also a demanding job for the product manager as he yeah. has to face a lot of different directions at the end. Thank you Definitely. for that. Um, we came from product strategy, got more and more into the roadmap approach and. As kind of an ending question, I would like you to ask if you could describe your approach, how to get started with product roadmaps, like really maybe your three, five main 
tips and tricks um, if the teams out there, if the listeners say, hey, I understood I need a product strategy. I understood I should involve my stakeholders as early as possible. But how do I start now with product roadmap? Yeah, sure. Cool. So um, first recommendation is uh, bring the right people together. <laughs> <laughs> Be it uh, in form of an online workshop, be it at some point in time, possibly in the same room. And so again, those will be key stakeholders. It will be development team members or representatives from several development teams. And then focus on outcomes and goals and benefits, not on features. So if people have ideas or requests for features, that's cool. But always bring it back to the question of why. Why are we doing it? Mm -hmm. And then try and identify key goals, key benefits, and prioritize or sequence them so that you have a logical progression, that you describe the journey you want to take your product on. And that journey should essentially help you to get closer to the overarching user and business goals in your product strategy. And then don't make the mistake of thinking, oh, you know, created the product strategy, we're done. <laughs> Now, <laughs> yes, all we need to do is execute. But uh, as I suggested earlier, every three months, get back together, look at mm -hmm. the product roadmap together with the product strategy, look at what's changed, has the competition changed? Um, what about the product performance? How is the product doing? Um, what about user feedback? What about key KPIs? Key KPIs, what about KPIs? Key KPIs, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, maybe trends, uh, you know, the new, uh, the technology trends, regulatory trends, consumer trends that you should respond to and use these pieces of information to um, um, review and then adapt um, your, your strategy on your roadmap. So keep those plans updated. So valuable. Thank you so much, Roman. Um, as we are running our own startup as well and we are struggling with roadmaps um, and, you know, because it's a startup, it's early phase and it's very high dynamic change. I personally already got a lot out of that. Thank you for that. Um, I can rework and understand even better now. Um, before we end this podcast episode, I would like to say thanks again. And I would like to give you the chance. How can people get in contact with you? Yeah, well, thank you for that. So, you know, check out my website, uh, romanpeschler.com. Um, and um, I write a blog. And uh, I think for the last good 10 years, I've blogged on a monthly basis about um, sort of fairly wide range of uh, product management topics. So maybe go and check it out. I also do a podcast, which essentially is an audio version of my blog posts. And I've started to invest in my YouTube channel more. So this is uh, mm. one of my goals for 2021. So maybe also something to, to check out. And um, um, Roman, you've mentioned the product vision boards um, exactly. at the beginning. So, you know, there are a number of templates, little tools that you can uh, download if you wish to. And there's also a product roadmap tool called the Go um, product roadmap, um, a roadmapping template that, again, you can download from our website if, um, if you wish to. Very useful, by the way. Roman, thank you so much. You may end up the session. What is your famous last sentence you want to share with us? Uh, what's my famous last sentence? I don't know. I like to say to people, there's no one right way. And I think that's also true for product roadmapping practices. So at the end of the day, you know, have the courage to experiment, try out different approaches and see what works best for you. We leave it like that. Thank you, Roman, so much. And have a very nice day, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.